Bidzy Small Business Society, number 21. You're listening to Bidzy Small Business Society. I'm Rob Beresoff. We talk to small business owners about what makes their small business successful. Connect with Bidzy Small Business Society at bidzy.com and grow your business. Bidzy.com is the website that connects customers and respected local businesses. Customers list goods or services they need and businesses bid on them. Customers, go to Bidzy.com and post your projects for free. Businesses, sign up for your 30-day free trial at Bidzy.com. Welcome to another episode of Bidzy Small Business Society. Today we are talking to Heather Havenwood. Heather is CEO of Havenwood Worldwide and is a serial entrepreneur regarded as a top authority on internet marketing and business strategy. She is also the author of Sexy Boss, which is a blueprint for Heather's philosophies that serve to educate, enlighten, and empower women entrepreneurs. You can find her book, Sexy Boss, on Amazon. Heather, I've given an extremely brief overview of what you do, so can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your business? Thank you, Rob. I appreciate that. So yeah, what I do is I am a serial entrepreneur, but I really consider myself a marketing expert and marketing coach. And I, and what I mean by that, an ex- marketing expert, is that when we are in a corporate environment and listening to our boss of what's next, my job is uh, my job or my boss is the marketplace. What's next? What are people wanting? And how can I create a product and or find a product that's going to serve them? So um, when I work with my clients, I actually help them do that in their business, right? Maybe to make sure they're on ahead of the game in marketing versus what I call behind the game, trying to sell people products or services they don't want anymore or they don't think they want or something new and, and new and greatest. So I consider myself a marketing expert and marketing coach, but I do own right now four to five, depending on how you look at it, businesses mm-hmm. um, offline and online from supplements to weight loss to dating business uh, to I'm a coach. How did you actually get your start? What was happening around you when you finally told yourself, okay, here's my opportunity to use my skills and use my knowledge to help other women succeed in business? Thank you for asking that question. I wish I could say it was like this aha moment, but it was more like I got fired. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It was like a, you're fired. And I I kept getting fired. And it sounds interesting because all the jobs I've ever had in a corporate environment or whatnot, or small business, I I excelled at. I did very well at like whatever I was hired for, I made the company money. Where I always got in a bind is like listening to the boss. Because I was listening to the marketplace. I'm like, well, no, this is what they want. And we'd do it or something. And then, like, they make more money. But they would get upset. Like, well, you didn't listen to me, you know, or you need to listen to me. I didn't tell you to do that. I was crossing those lines. And so I kept getting fired. And finally, one day, someone's like, you really are an entrepreneur because entrepreneur's job is listen to the marketplace and to break the rules, right? That's really an entrepreneur, not to listen to the boss because the boss isn't necessarily always right. And it's the marketplace, right? So, uh, so therefore, long story short, I was in corporate America and I got I got did very very well. It was the top of my game, literally the number one out of ten thousand reps, and I got this big award. And then I got fired the next day. It was very confusing to me. I'm like, wait a minute, I made you money. I'm very confused. And uh, I, I I did that a few other times, right? I kept going back. What I call hitting my head against the wall. I didn't, I didn't get the I didn't get the hint after a few years. 
Um, and I was thrown into doing direct response to information marketing, traveling the country, doing seminars and events. And I produced over 350 events at that point. And then finally, there was this aha, like, you should consult. And that's how it started. And then a couple of years ago, I, I got into more t- teaching women specifically. I love that. You know, the marketplace is your boss. That's that's fantastic. So, Heather, do you focus only on women or do your philosophies and strategies really translate to the male experience in business as well? Yeah, actually, all my clients are men. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, I have one right now client that's a woman, but it's not necessarily like I want women only. The reason I came out with the book Sexy Boss was uh, more for me. It was my story of how I... Uh, went up and down, up and down, and up and down in the entrepreneurial world and was very successful. And then I'd fail and very successful and fail. And it was kind of my story of what I call becoming a sexy boss, where I was I was in a very male environment, which is great. But I forgot that I was a woman in that process. And so it was like coming out of like who I am as a female and I'm in the business and mainly around men, you know, kind of having that distinction. So I call it who I am as a sexy boss, but you're a sexy stud boss. So like that's how I see men, right? You're a sexy stud boss and I'm a sexy boss and like we play together. So that that was the process of becoming what I call owning yourself as what I call sexy is is we we as a society when a when a um a smoking hot man walks in like a like a James Bond walks in right he's in a taxi looks gutty successful we call that charismatic and hot but a woman walks in who's successful and all those things we call her a different word it starts with a b sometimes <laughs> so i kind of wanted to recreate that and say you know who you are as a sexy boss and it kind of came into a female empowerment but at the end of the day to answer your question rob my job is to really um inspire and coach people you know whatever that looks like, couples, business owners, uh, part business partners, it doesn't matter to me what they are. Uh, it's like, if they have a dream to create a business and make money, then let's talk. You know, that's the end of the day. You've touched on it a little bit. Can you tell us more about your book, Sexy Boss? What do you really talk about in the book? Yeah, it's a great, it's a, it's an interesting conversation. So I'll kind of go a little at what I call esoteric here. It goes back to a book called Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill. Chapter seven is the, the um, sex transmutation chapter. Most people skip that chapter. They're like, I don't know what that is. Let's skip it. Most people just like look it over. They don't know what that means. And this was also written in the 30s. So you kind of you got to get that, you know, talking about sex and sexuality, anything around that, that time was taboo. Just the word sex was taboo. So you have to kind of read between the lines and really get the book. And the what he's basically saying in our, in what I call our today language, is like what I call sexual energy and charismatic, right? If you look at what I call uh, high-level people, like actors, actors, George Clooney, he's a very sexy guy. You know, he's got an energy to him that's very attractive. That's what they call him the sexy. He's, I think he was named a few times the sexy, most sexy man in the world or America, whatever it was, because there's an essence of him. He's very confident in who he is, right? He's not domineering. He's not mean. He's not angry. He's like, he's just like confident and it's very sexy. It's very attractive. And you can find that in females too. The challenge with females is that over the years, there's kind of this back and forth of their bees or their, you know, you're not allowed to be that way. You need to be this way. And so there's a lot of society things going on. When you, when you come down to it, a sexy boss is someone that has two things. One, they're comfortable in who they are. They own who they are. And the boss is they're the boss of their life. 
through the boss of their future. I live here in Austin, Texas, so Matthew McConaughey, right, lives here. And uh, I think he's very sexy boss stud because he owns who he is. He knows who he is. And he, like, created his own path. No matter with everyone telling him not to do it, he's like, no, I want this. That's very attractive. And so that's what Think and Grow Rich Napoleon Hill was saying. He's like, be like that, you know. But he couldn't say it that way back in back in those times, really. And he and, and he was only speaking to men because at the time, only men were in the workplace, right? The third. So you kind of have to you have to move through that. But he was actually accurate. He was very accurate in what he was speaking from. The sex, quote unquote, is the transmutation of it is an energy. It's allowing that to come out because love is the most powerful energy we as human beings have. It's what really separates us from animals, really. So allowing that to come out is a success principle. Look at Tony Robbins, sexy guy, very attractive, very attractive. So you got to look at that. And so that's what I mean by when you want to get out there in the world and be an entrepreneur or in career, allow that to come out because it's a very attractive quality. And so that's what Sexy Boss is about. It's really my story as well. Heather, I can feel my confidence levels rising as you're just talking about that. That's I hope great. I explained it right. Did I explain it good? Because Absolutely. I really think you did. Now, Heather, it really sounds like you're helping women to break down those old social mores where the confident businesswoman is seen as snarky and barky and instead recognizing that confidence as a boss-like attribute, not only in business, but in their personal lives as well, right? Absolutely. Uh, and Tony... Tony Robbins' world, it's t taking full responsibility, personal responsibility, personal power, right? So I call that sexy boss because when you're personal power, taking ownership of your, all areas of your life, finance, relationships, fitness, body, all those things, there's an attractiveness to you, right? Just in general. Um, and things shift in your life. They move around. And I call that sexy boss. But it wasn't always like that for me. There was a period in my life that um, – I thought the way to move through business was to be a bee, to dominate, to come in and go, ah, you're going you're gonna to see how smart I am and kind of dominate the conversation, dominate the situation. Because I, I didn't understand the difference of power versus domination and business. And actually, when you're an entrepreneur, your job really is to listen to what's going on in the marketplace, what's going on with your customers find out what they want, and then go give it to them. You're kind of a conduit. It's not your job to dominate. Got to be a chameleon. Yeah, you're a chameleon. Right. I love that. That's true. Heather, you're a busy girl. What's got you most excited today? What gets you out of bed every morning? Oh, my. Well, I love my uh, clients. I just love them because I'm on their journey. I get in when I'm on the conversation with them, I'm in their world and in their journey. And I just love what they're doing with, with their businesses. They're just exploding. The, um, Clients I have right now, they usually already have a business between one to two million, and we're taking it to the next level, three to five million. Nice. But I also work with people that, like, I don't even know what I'm doing, you know? Um, <laughs> the, the thing that I, people ask me, what do you really work on? I work on basically two pieces of, of entrepreneurship. One is the business marketing side, okay? But the other piece of that is what I call the clarity and the mindset. Because I can tell you all day long about how to, uh, buy, um, buy media on Facebook or Google AdWords or how to do email marketing. I mean, these are all strategies that you can go buy a course for. The difference between someone who understands that and doing it is the mindset. And it's like the blocking of it. 
And also knowing which one to do first and not like, don't do that. Do this. Let go of that. Do this. Don't do Facebook ads. You should only do email marketing. Only do email marketing. Don't, (laughs) you know, there's so much out there to do. People get confused and they don't know where to start. So I work with them on that. Things to start on, things to move away from. Yeah, Heather, I'm learning more and more that marketing and brand building really relies heavily on storytelling. So Heather, tell us a story right now. Tell us about the biggest challenge that you've overcome as an entrepreneur. Yeah, so that's, um, I call that from bankruptcy to sexy boss, (laughs) Um, because that's what happened. And it was this journey of, and back in 2004, 2005, I built a business with a business partner from zero to a million dollars in less than a year. And we were doing very well. And I thought, oh, great. You know, I found it. I found what I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life. Or this is great. You know, oh my gosh. And it was, and I was using all my skill sets. I was having, having a great time. And then I went to an event, a seminar over the weekend. Um, and I came back to, I was, I worked out of my home with a um, another gentleman who came into the house and, and worked with us and everything was gone. Wow. <laughs> everything was gone. The <laughs> computers were gone. Ber- merchant accounts had rerouted. Everybody's locked out of everything. Bank accounts were cleared out. Oh no. <laughs> and then bills were still coming. And I had, uh, my, um, my mortgage was due like in two days. And so beginning of 2006, I was spun into foreclosure and full bankruptcy, hundred percent wiped out. And that was the, you know, like people have the thing, some people have accidents and people go through divorce. Like that was my thing of like, this would never happen to me because I'm smart. Right. I had that going on and I had to break through that. That was a really hard struggle. It took me about two or three years. I ended up, um, obviously closing on my house and, uh, selling everything I had, getting in my car and my dog and, and my cell phone. That's all Bill I had. And I just kind of, um, what I call, uh, couch shopped, you know, couch surfed for a while with friends and family, moved to Oracle Island for a year and just didn't know what to do. I was spinning. It took me a while to get out of that. And honestly, that was one of the hardest challenges because I really started to question me. Like, am I an entrepreneur? Maybe this is all crazy. Maybe I just fail, go back to corporate life, whatever. What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? It took me a while to get out of that. And and a dear coach of mine that's very bottom of my barrel during that time, he said to me, I want you to put this question to everything you do. This is the question. Does this feed my confusion or strengthen my clarity? So I started to put that question to everything I did. I mean, everything I did, just the littlest things. And I started to realize I had put a lot of things in my life that caused confusion. And I started to do things in my life that caused clarity for my future. And slowly I moved out of that. And that was what I call my story between becoming from bankruptcy to sexy boss. And then I wrote my book in 2013. And that was my pinnacle moment of like, I'm going to tell the story because I promise you the moment it was happening in 2005, six, if you said to me, one day you're going to tell the story, you know, I would say, Rob, I hate you. I'm going to kill you. Cause I would, <laughs> I, there's no way I'm like, no way are people going to know about this. No way. And I think that was me kind of coming out like, Hey, you know what? I have some scarred knees here. I have some beat up face. I've, I hit, I hit bottom for me. I hit my bottom and I'm climbing back up. And so the book was my showing and showing my skin needs, you know, of myself of what happened. This has a lot to do with mindset. And Heather, I can really relate. If you go back to episode zero of our podcast and listen to my own story, I had to really patch up those proverbial skin knees and embrace some difficult challenges and shift my mindset in the same way that you did. So thanks for sharing that. So next question, Heather, 
What are some of the rewards that you take away from overcoming those challenges and being a successful entrepreneur? Well, it was really through that process from, you know, for Bankruptcy Sexy Boss is I had to make a decision. And when decision, I mean decision, not choice of really deciding to let go of the past and choose my future. So the reward I take every day is just like today. I was before our, our calls. I got um, I was walking. I live in middle, downtown Austin. It's beautiful. I'm surrounded by green trees walking through the little pathway and I near, live near Zirco Park in Barton Springs and just giving myself gratitude that I can do this at nine o'clock in the morning, that I'm not in a car somewhere, you know, that I'm not bumper to bumper traffic somewhere. Like just rewarding myself there is allowing myself to, uh, that I got to, I actually chose my pathway and I created it. That's a huge reward. So that's really the most rewarding thing that I have as a business owner. That you're able to slow down and just take in uh, some of that freedom that you've created for yourself, it sounds like. Yeah, like it's freedom. Like I get to choose what I do and I get to choose who I talk to and who I spend time with and, and what kind of business stuff I'm creating. Like I get to choose. Absolutely. Heather, how do you most effectively connect with your audience? What would you say to an aspiring business owner about finding and engaging with prospective customers? It's a great question. You know, nowadays online... You have to watch how they respond to things. So if you're doing posts and things like that or blog posts or email marketing, you have to watch how they respond or ask them to respond. Will you please respond? Tell me if you like this or not. You have to constantly look for that. Now, if you're uh, if you're in a local business where you're looking at the customer, you know, look at them face to face, the beauty of face to face interaction is you get that response immediately for body language, right. right? If I tell you, oh, we have this new special and here it is, and they go, uh you know, like you, okay, that pretty easy pretty to easy tell to right tell. away if they're interested right. in what you're so saying. I think yeah. uh, that's a lost art, and that's how I got my start. You know, and I was doing the sales as I was in front of the customer, and I'm like, okay, this isn't working. He is not liking what I'm saying. You know, what about this? And like, oh, I like that better. Oh, okay, let's go down that road. You know, you start to learn the, what the customer wants, not what you think the customer needs. So, um, with price points, is a big one with price points. I deal this a lot with my the weight loss company. It's a local business. We see women every day where they tell us, "No, I don't like that," or "What is that?" or "I'm confused." And if they say that to me, I'm like, "Okay, that's a sign." They don't get what we're doing. We're not communicating correctly. The price is off, you know, and then you begin to shift those things. So that's the key is listening to your customer. What are they wanting? Now, here's a funny one. So I obviously have a vet and I have a dentist, local dentist, things like that. I always find it fascinating. My vet's really good at selling me stuff. He'll upsell me all the time. But my dentist, he never <laughs> upsells me. I go in every six months. He cleans my teeth. And I always tell him, okay, time for you to upsell me something. And he's like, I don't know what to upsell you. I took all your wisdom teeth out. I'm like, well, something. I like clean the teeth. You know, I'm like, he's never upselling me. He never sends me emails. I'm like, will you sell me something? I always give him a hard time because we're the exact same age and we actually went to high school near each other. So I'm always giving him a hard time. But it's a great example of this guy has my business. I've been his client now for a patient for like two or three years. He's never once had anyone call me and go, hey, we're having a special on whitening of the teeth. It's this. I would probably say yes. You know, he just never does it. So I'm not going to go do it. <laughs> but it's just little things like that. You have to listen to your customer and your audience and tell them it's okay to buy more stuff from you. <laughs> I really like the idea that it's on the service provider or the salesperson to explain things in such a way that entices buying behavior. 
if they're not buying, maybe you're simply not doing a good enough job of explaining things. They say it in one of my favorite sales movies, Boiler Room. A sale is made every time. Either you make a sale or the customer sells you on a reason that they aren't buying. Now, Heather, you talked about it a little bit earlier, but how important is a coach or a mentor? Who has been most influential on your own journey? Oh, wow. You know, honestly, I've had a a coach and mentor, not the same one, um, since 2003. I've always had a coach and mentor in my life, like consistently. And I honestly think that is the reason I was able to move out of the situation I was in faster and I didn't spiral down worse, you know? I um, Because I had someone in my ear who was what I call a third party. The beauty of a coach and mentor is they're not your mom, they're not your dad, they're not your sister, they're not your brother, they're not your best friend from high school. They are literally a third person and their entire job is to make sure you get what you want. And that's a very different kind of relationship. And um, I think it's imperative. And I remember when my when I first got my coach, my dad is actually a coach's coach. And I called my dad one day, I think around 2000, 2003, kind of upset about life. I don't know what to do with my mm-hmm. life kind of story, conversation. And he, <laughs> I call him, he fired me. He's like, <laughs> I'm done. I can't do this. Get a coach. And I'm like, what are you, you're my dad. You're supposed to like tell me what to do. You know, and he was like, I'm done. I can't do this. Here's a list of coaches. Call them. I can't do this. And now at the time I was devastated. Like, how dare you do that to me? But actually it's like the day my dad dumped me, I got a coach and it was the best thing ever happened to me because it's not my sister. It's not my brother. It's not, it's not some, you know, it's not that closeness that they have their own stuff in their head. It literally is a coach where it's third party and their entire job when they're with you is to make sure you get what you say you want. That's it. And none of their stuff gets in the way. And it's a very powerful relationship. So since 2003, I've had a, an, an ongoing coach. Yeah. And what I'm hearing is that it's good to have that coach, someone there who's not afraid to hurt your feelings, right? Oh, no. <laughs> I laughed. No, they tell you how it is. Like you're being this way. Okay, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. Bizzy.com is the website that connects customers and respected local businesses. Customers list goods or services they need and businesses bid on them. Customers, are you tired of scrambling on the phone searching for someone to complete your project? Are you tired of tedious internet searches trying to connect with a service provider who may or may not be available to help you with your projects? Try Bizzy. Post your projects for free at bidsy.com and we will connect you with respected local businesses who will bid on your projects. Everything from home renovation and auto repair to handyman and cleaning services. Post your projects for free, sit back and let local businesses come to you. Businesses, are you trying to find a way to expand your customer base without breaking the bank? Finding new customers and marketing your business is expensive and time-consuming. Try Bidzy. Bidzy notifies you each time a customer posts a project in your subscribe categories. Submit your bid, win the project, gain a new customer relationship. Sign up for your 30-day free trial at Bidzy.com to connect with new customers and grow your business. Heather, so we're at the point in our show where we just ask a few questions to get to know about the personal interests of our guests. Are you ready? All right, let's go. Perfect. What type of cell phone do you use? 
iPhone 5. I need to upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> what type of car do you drive? Mm, Lexus RX 350 white. I love Ooh. my It's very nice. Do you have a favorite vacation spot? I love snow skiing. I love snow skiing. So either um, Breckenridge or Tahoe. Make it up to Canada, maybe. Yeah, I don't been to Canada actually skiing. I'd love to. Uh, do you have a favorite food? Coffee. <laughs> Is that a food? It's a food for me. It's officially a food. Do you currently have a favorite book? I do. Um, other than Think Grow Rich was a great one. The other one that I that's like my go-to book is called The Game of Life and How to Play It by Florence Scovel Shin. And besides our show, Heather, do you have a favorite podcast? Mine! No, <laughs> I, I have one too coming up. But honestly, you know, I'm right now in that place where I'm listening to a lot of different things. Um, but the one I'm listening to a lot right now is the Dana Lash show. No, it's political. It's 100% political and she's here in Texas. So um, I'm listening to that right now, mainly because what's happening in the marketplace here in America, right? All the craziness of the Republican Democratic Party. So right now I listen to it a lot. But honestly, I listen to a ton of different ones, listening to what's going on, what's up, what's next. Um, there's one about ClickBank I listen to. So there's a few. There's lots out there, that's for sure. Now, Heather, do you love to win or hate to lose and why? Ooh, well, the name of my podcast is Win, so mm -hmm. Win, I'd like to win. Oh, it's a really interesting question uh, because, honestly, I would think, honest, I think there was a period in my life that I was more about hating to lose. And so I was in the place of, that's a lot of place of fear. It's a fear of, so you you do decisions from fear of losing versus desiring to win. It's a very different place. So now I'm in the focus of how do I win, what's next? How do I win, what's next? It's a different place to to come from so i've switched sure i love that just staying on the positive side of the spectrum right yeah focusing on what's next versus like the fear of losing but i definitely there was a period of my life i was in the fear of losing and you uh when you're in the fear of losing what happens is you're focusing on losing and so therefore ta -da, you lose so heather what is that one piece of advice that you want to share with our listeners about going for it diving in and succeeding as an entrepreneur Great question. So I would go back to the um, to that particular what I call question that my mentor told me, and I'll just give it to you. It's that what does this feed my confusion or strengthen my clarity? You can put that to everything. So if you're a business owner and you have got employees and you're like looking at a situation with one of your employees, you try to fire them or not, you would ask the question: Does this feed my confusion or strengthen my clarity to fire them or not? And it'll come for it'll come up. You'll see it. Or I want to create this new product in my business. Does it feed my confusion or strengthen my clarity in my business? It'll be clear to you, right? So that's a big one is getting clear and creating clarity. And the best way to do that is move away from chaos. But sometimes we get excited about stuff. Oh, God, everyone's doing it. And that might be good for them. But it doesn't mean it's good for you and your business. It might create chaos for you versus clarity for you. So that's the biggest, I mean, that's a huge nut um, it's, it's, it's a huge thing I would say and share with your listeners about succeeding in life. Absolutely. So again, ask the question, does it feed your confusion or strengthen your clarity? Yeah. Heather, what does the future look like for your business? Well, right now we're focusing on the settlement business, like the day-to-day. -day. It's e2lab.com. It's non-GMO vegan um, settlements. It's very a very high-end luxury product because it's expensive to make. They're not pills or liquids. So we're focused a lot on that, and it's a different market. Um, so that's growing. We just hit our first you know, $40,000 a month, nice. and we just got started in July 2015. So we're 
Like, woo, woo, you know, that's huge for us from going from nothing to uh, $40,000 a month in, what is that, like eight months? That's huge. So we're, we're really taking that on. We really want to bring it to Canada <laughs> <laughs> and other places. Um, we want to take it international. That's one of the, re- the future of this business is I really want to take – I'm an American, yes, but I really want to take this business international. I don't want to really focus on the U.S. I really want to take it on international. So that's, that is my focus with this business. I really want to take it outside of the U.S. Um, boundaries, as we call it. And that's a, that's a thing that Americans, we're, we're, we're snobby like that. We are. We're snobby. <laughs> I mean, I'm in it. I, I'm an American snobby. And I, we think this, oh, well, we'll just make it big in America. Who cares about the rest of the world? I'm like, oh, my God. No. But go focus out there because I promise you they are begging for amazing things and amazing quality products. Um, I just that's what I want to focus on. New Zealand, Australia, Canada, Germany. We really want to take this business to other places in the world. Heather, if people want to learn more about your businesses and your book, how can they find you? Thank you for asking that question. So there's two ways. One is heatherhavenwood.com. In the upper right-hand side, there says work with Heather. Feel free to click on it. And that's heatherhavenwood.com. The other way, if, if you want to get my book, I actually, um, you can go to Amazon and get it. Or I did my audio book, the audio part of the book. I did an audio book. We love audio. Oh, you can buy through Audible. Yeah, the audio book's great. I did it through Audible, or I give you three free chapters of my Sexy Boss audiobook. And there's two ways you can get it. You can go to www.sexybossinc.com, or you can text to 72000, the word sexy, that's spelled S-E-X-Y, just in case you don't know. Um <laughs> And again, that number to text to is 72000. Text the word sexy and you'll get the chapters on your phone. My text is on the way as we speak. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Heather, thank you so much for taking some of your time today to spend it with us on Bidzy Small Business Society. You take care. Thank you. Bidzy.com is the website that connects customers and respected local businesses. Customers list goods or services they need, and businesses bid on them. Customers, go to Bidzy.com and post your projects for free. Businesses, sign up for your 30-day free trial at Bidzy.com. Thanks for joining me today on Bidzy Small Business Society. Visit Bidzy.com for more information on how you can grow your small business. Support Bidzy Small Business Society by writing a review and giving us a five-star rating in iTunes. Your positive review and five-star rating will allow us to continue bringing you free, valuable content from amazing and inspiring entrepreneurs and small business owners. Rate and review Bidzy Small Business Society today.